Welcome to Sunday Chat with the Youngs, a monthly podcast dedicated to stories about Youngs Jersey there. Family business ownership, tales of running a restaurant, and of course, ice cream. And now, here are your hosts, Dan Young, Kelly Young, and John Young. Welcome to Sunday Chat with the Youngs. We're here with more Youngs than we were here last time. Yes, we are. We've got Deb Young Whitaker. That's me. We've got Ben Young, still young, and <laughs> Kelly Young Green. As we refer to Kelly, Kelly's the Kelly the first young. Kelly, our our third young, couldn't be with us today. She's under the weather, so she passes her regards to the the original Kelly Young, as we say. <laughs> well, I hope she feels better. She will. So let's do uh, some around the table introductions. We'll start with Deb since you're straight across from me. Tell me, tell me who you are as a person in your soul. What? <laughs> Just tell me, what? Tell, tell, tell me what you do here on the farm, Deb. Uh, well, I'm, I'm the chief bean counter, as they love to call me. Um, accounting and IT on the side as best I can. How did you get roped into IT? Was it just a draw straw situation? It was nobody else wanted no, to do it. No, there were it. no straws to draw. <laughs> no, one, no one else was going to even touch it. So That was something we talked about last week or uh, last episode with Bill was, you know, that Bill, Carl, and Bob all had their, their lanes. And I think your generation, dad included, was kind of a little bit different. It was not your lane. It's your, this is what you're going to do. And then you're going to hopefully do it well. Yeah, it it had to be done. Somebody had to do it. I was elected. All right, Ben, tell us tell us about yourself. All right. Well, been hanging out here on a farm for a long time, but uh, now I'm a HR director, and so managing our workforce of about 300 employees, and adding to it, and sometimes subtracting from it. It <laughs> <laughs> happens. Yeah. But I think um, you know we've talked about over the past few months this year has been better than the past couple seems like we're getting better better recruits in yes yeah only because we're paying more well then. and uh <laughs> that's what happens that so, helps yes and a lot of people want to work here and we have a lot of employees that are uh third generation employees their grandparents worked here and their parents worked here and uh so they they feel a uh a ownership to youngs they feel like family and it's kind of a tradition for them come and work at Young's and uh, enjoy the experience. That was a, a question I had for you later, but since you just touched on it, we'll go ahead and talk about it. How, how many, I know there's a lot of second generation workers here, not, not Young family included, and there's some third, are there any fourth generation family yeah, members that have? Question. Family members? Or not, not, sorry, not family, yeah. employees. Yeah, I believe there is, but I can't think of it right now. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think we do have uh, someone here, but I got to go look at that. I'll ask yeah. you later. Yes. You right. can think about it. Well, no. I'll no, no. Look it up. Much later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not right. today, later. Okay. Yes, right. Yeah. All right. And Kelly? Well, I grew up basically across the street and worked a lot of different jobs as a kid on the farm. And now I'm just back doing accounting, financial statements, a little bit of a mix all of whatever needs done kind of up in the office. And I think that's kind of the story of our, our family is that, you know, you kind of just step up and do what's asked of you sometimes. You do it, do it the best you can, even if it's not your specialty. Like, you didn't go to school or do any training for IT, Deb. No, I didn't. You just said, I've, I know what a network switch is, so I'm going to figure out how to use it and be the best of it. Yeah. Secretly, though, she likes to work those puzzles out. She, she does. She secretly does. I, I think do. I think our minds are alike on that, Deb. We like to, you know... 
networking and IT tough stuff is typically logical, and we like to live, live in a world of logic. Like there is a solution, I just need to find out what the solution may be. Right. Yeah. Usually it's plug it in. Yeah, plug it in. But, yeah. Turn it off. Turn, turn it back off. on. Yeah. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> I, then, yeah. Then, I, yeah. I think of us as a uh, large small business, which is true what we are, and so therefore, but therefore we're not a large business or a big business because. We don't have a lot of depth or a lot of whole different departments where we have a whole team of people specializing in something or the other, but uh, we do need those things done. <laughs> and so, you know, being a large, small business, you, you get certainly get job enrichment opportunities yeah. to go do stuff that needs to get done. And uh, especially in our business, it's like uh, Saturdays and Sundays is more than half our business of the whole week. So therefore, that's when this stuff breaks. And <laughs> Every when time. you get a message, you know, credit cards not processing on Saturday afternoon when they're lined up to the door, if not out the door, and we got picnics going on and, and mini golf games being played and all kinds of things, uh, and food trucks out somewhere, all of a sudden that's not working. It isn't like say, well, well, we'll get to that on Monday and we'll get, the, we'll get that department on it. Nope. It's got to get done now somehow. So... That's how a lot of us, uh, you know, Deb's the, the chief IT person, but enough of us know almost enough to be dangerous. Absolutely. <laughs> Which you know, makes Deb's job even harder. Yeah. First thing to do, <laughs> yes. unplug, plug it back in. Yeah, wait wait 20 seconds, plug it back <laughs> yeah. in and see what happens. Yeah, sometimes that works. Actually, about half the time, the time it works. It, works, so yeah. it, it does. Great. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you may remember I had to leave your wedding because uh, – Lightning storm took out. No, I didn't. The, I didn't even know that. You didn't. Well, no. I guess you weren't watching. No, me. I was busy. That's true. Yeah, I, <laughs> uh, I got a, I got a text right in the middle of your wedding saying, "We have no internet anywhere," and a lightning storm had taken out a couple routers. That's the unfortunate part about a young family wedding yes. is that most of the family was, <laughs> was there. there. Yes. <laughs> so I had to run out of. Oh, I waited till you finished saying your I do's and okay. then I ran out the door and I was late getting to the reception. Made sure Kelly didn't back out at the last second. Yeah. 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 Well, my story's better than that because I missed Ben's wedding because a uh, car drove through the front part of the store. Oh, is, that the the, is that the picture that's, yeah, that's that. Oh, that's that crazy. Was that day, that morning, that Saturday morning I was in a bakery and all of a sudden I hear a bunch of glass breaking and I thought, well, what's that? And so I go out front and there's a Mercedes parked uh, pretty much at the, <laughs> ice cream dipping cases and had shoved a bakery case all the way through the building and no one got hurt, which is the main thing. Absolutely. But it was, uh, well, that's why the origin of us putting cement filled posts in front. Right. <laughs> now we have planners. It's not as exciting. Yeah. Well, it's prettier though. Same effect. It is. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I know Kelly, you said you listened to last uh, episode with your dad. Um, so we, we kind of left off what I wanted to do for his episode was start at, start at the beginning since he's the one that's got the, all the stories from the beginning. Um, but this, hmm. this time I, I want to talk about what you guys remember as kids and then go on till now-ish. So we'll start with, we'll start with Kelly on the other end. Oh, wow. So what, what is it me. that, um, at what point do you remember, I call it the original dairy store, but not, do you? You you were well. I'm by far the youngest okay, of all so, so of this you, generation. So you remember '68 Dairy Store? I don't, I'm not I, gonna I'm not gonna age anyone else. Yeah, I I mean I do remember the old Dairy Store, but just very vaguely. I mean, my biggest memories are when we had the building that we just moved out of in its original form. Um, we used to have the little grill in the corner. 
But, I mean, I also remember when we did a lot of other things on the farm, like pick your own strawberries. Um, we sold flowers. We had a greenhouse out front. That was probably one of my funnest things that I enjoyed doing was working in the greenhouse. And then we sold pumpkins and stuff on the porch of that old store. So that's my biggest memories of are the, the old store when it originally was there. Do, do you remember conversations between you know your dad and Carl and, and Bob about we need to go from this small operation to we need to build a different store? And not as much because I was pretty young at that time. Um, you know, I just had whatever project Carl wanted for you to do next. And my dad's like, okay, Kelly's available to do that. It was more conversations like that. But I mean, I remember, you know, just the planning stages of when, you know, they wanted to start getting a little bit bigger and everything. Ben, what do you remember about that time? The original store, I do remember them bottling milk. Be a little closer if you bottle mine. There we go. Be a professional. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> and um, and separating cream with a hand crank uh, centrifuge. And um, and then my first job was when I was eight, I'd sweep the parking lot every day after school, get off the bus, sweep the parking lot. Next day, I'd, everything would be back on the parking lot, do it again. And uh, then I'd, I do remember when they decided it was too small, it was time to add on. And I had a plan to add on, and then it didn't quite work out, and um, uh, just construction-wise, and, and then f found a better better way to build the 1968 dairy, which they designed to look like a house. And because they said if it doesn't work out, we'll put the hired man there and let them uh, milk the cows. Because so it was plan had a plan B. That's in funny. Case the, uh, I never heard that. Uh, yeah, in case the because uh, yeah, you look at that, that yeah. dairy. It was it looked just like a ranch style house, and and so that was going to be uh, plan B if it didn't work. It's funny you 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 just said that you know you, one of your earlier memories is sweeping when you were eight, and that's something I distinctly remember when we did the expansion in the eighties. That me and Jesse were on push brooms, and the and when we were adding on to the dining room, you know, we were about that same age. So that's that's funny. I'd, you know, yeah. So. yeah, you get trained on broom. Early. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> broom or raking hay. It seems like everyone everyone raked hay at some point. So, yeah. Deb, I do remember the old <laughs> store. Uh, guess that makes me old. Um, I used to be in there when my mom would. She was a school teacher, but during the summer she would work in there. Um, do you remember Lorraine and Pauline? We all worked in there, and I was usually their gopher, you know, go get me three gallon of ice cream. Or, or my really big job was to take, eggs came in big cases, and I had to take them out and put them in dozen boxes. That was my big yeah, job. Yeah, for retail. Yes. Yep. Yes. And then um, I also got to eat any mistakes, like if they made the wrong flavor sundae or whatever, they brought it back to me, and I got to eat it. But my other first job then was about the age of eight. We used to have pony rides, oh. and I led the ponies. Um, I loved ponies, so it, it was not a problem. And um, that, that, was, that was a neat old building. I could still draw out where everything was to this day, where all the syrups and the ice cream and the cooler and, and the bread racks and everything. But I you can't remember what you had for breakfast this morning. This is true, and I guess that's, <laughs> that's because I am old. That's right. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of important to remember... In 68, until some time or another, we basically were an ice cream store and sort of like, sort of like an early convenience store. But we had all kinds of different uh, knickknacks and um, stuff for the home. It wasn't like a grocery store or anything, but it was just uh, other stuff to buy other than our products. 
Um, you know, I remember we used to sell sardines in a can because one of our staff liked sardines. Probably that was the only person who bought sardines, in my opinion. But um, and then just uh, I don't know. I want to say napkins and just just stuff that you could use in the home. So we had very little food service at that time. In '68, it was I think probably sausage sandwiches on a rotisserie, um, hot dogs, and then we got a really small grill. <laughs> it was like a two by three yeah. or something, and one little tabletop fryer. And, and uh, that was it as far as our food service for quite a while. And it was interesting when, when you were working with that because you would be waiting on your customers, dipping their ice cream cones, but you might be cooking another guy's hamburgers at the same time on the little flat top. And so yeah, at the beginning, it yeah, kept you moving. <laughs> yeah, you, you took the order, then you turned around and cooked it. Mm-hmm. There was no kitchen staff. It was you. But it was great because most things were like uh, three minutes until you got the breakfast. So one of the things that I think is um, important in our family that we've, we all come from different perspectives, um, but, and even though we disagree quite a bit over the times, we never, at least I've never been a part of uh, a battle that didn't go past like that afternoon. Like we did, we, it's nothing like hold grudges. Um, we, we, we deal with conflict well. And uh, there, do you guys know who John Taffer is? He's a TV guy. He, he run, uh, it's got a show called Bar Rescue. So he goes into a bar. It's, it's one of those type of shows. And I was listening to an interview with him, I think it was last week. And he, he's got a book on conflict. And he had said, uh, let me find the quote again. So he said, when you're going to work the rest of your life with someone, you treat them very differently than a guy in the street. They were asking, how do you deal with conflict at home, like with your wife? So, you know, someone that you're going to live with for, theoretically, the rest of your life. Um, he said, you know, there's some equity. There's a tomorrow with this thing, and I don't want to ruin tomorrow. So I think that's... Um, I think we can take that as a as something that we do as a family as well. Like we might be mad today, but we're not we're not done. You know, this this battle isn't going to be the end of our end of our civilization. Like we're going to get over it. We're going to get past it. Um, I'll start with I'll go, go with Ben. Um, you know, when we talk about um, conflict and differing opinions, um, how is it, how important is it that we all come from different perspectives but still come to a you know, conclusion that's good for the family? Well, you know, when we work together, um, and it's the same as with our employees, we talk to our employees about, um, you know, our managers, our frontline managers treat our employees like you would a customer and speak to them the same way you would a customer or speak to them the same way you'd speak to your grandmother. And so, and just, you know, uh, try to get results that way. Um, yeah, there's always been, um, there's been conflict and because different family members wanted to move the business in different directions and, and, but at the end of the day, everybody wants to come together and see Young succeed and go on for another 153 years. Hope so. Yeah. I know. You'll be here. Seems daunting. (laughs) Seems daunting that at some point, at some point it's just going to be, uh, it's just going to be me and the rest of the fourth generation going, oh, I guess we're going to do this. So, yeah. All right. That's, that's for another episode, I think. Um, what's um, been talk about the the hiring process? How you said you've been hiring people since the eighties, yeah. and how many people have you said you hired over the years? Yeah, a little over right around four thousand. Right. I, I got most of them on a. Uh, I just keep track of everybody because uh, over the years, and we need to go back and look at their records, or maybe do a recommendation. And some of my early records are uh, hard to find, and. Um, but hired our, you know, back in the 80s, we didn't have a very big staff. We, you know, we'd have a staff of uh, 
about total of 40 employees. And so now we're up to you know, over 300 and actually more than that because they come and go. And you know, so constantly we have employees that are not here. They're home. They're here for while they're going to school and then they go out of state and come back or others only work during the summer. And uh, so, you know, hiring is uh, fluid here. And uh, so we do a lot of hiring, a lot of training and and certainly a lot of coaching. Yeah, I think to, to me, that's one of the things that really sets us apart as a not just a food service, but as a small business is that we take a lot of time and training. Um, wh- wh- where did that that thoughtfulness come from exactly to say, like, we're going to spend a lot of time making sure our employees deal with our customers this way all the time? Yeah, well, you know, if, if we're going to succeed in our business, uh, we need to be better at service than the other restaurants because we're, you know, the competition's, you know, intense and a lot of people are doing a great job and a lot of restaurants have a lot more resources than we do. And so, you know, I think we just uh, concentrate on great service and, and treat our customers well. And if we do that, then they come back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and some of those uh, ideas that we use still today came from, I, I want to say, 89, 90, somewhere on there. I went to a course at Disney about guest service and learned a lot. And then the following year, I liked it so much, Ben went down to Florida and did one on uh, hiring and training employees the Disney way or something, what it was labeled. And so a lot of what we do today is based on that. Um, you know, upon occasion over the years, we've had to or have done a little bit less than what we need to do. And it always, you can always see it, but sometimes that's just a necessity. Like, you know, like last year when we opened up this new building, we didn't have enough staff ready to go for it. But last year was a challenge to get anybody to work. And so it's a little bit less so now. But um, so we, we kind of fell short on that and it, it, it shows. <laughs> When, you know, for our overall service level as well as, you know, the strain and stress on our staff. And so we always try to go back to what we learned at Disney um, about guest service and, and how to hire and train folks. Obviously, it's changed over 30 years uh, exactly what you're doing. But we learned a lot of fundamentals from there. And, and I really, um, you know, I don't think Young's would be what it is today quite if uh, Ben and I wouldn't have learned what we learned there. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can get, I mean, our ice cream is really good. I'm not going to say that it's, you know, the best or the worst, but it's really good. <laughs> you know, there, but you can get good ice cream closer. A lot of our customers come past other ice cream shops that they could also stop at. You know, our cheese curds are better than anyone else's cheese curds, but there's other, other restaurants have other specialty items. I, I think th- there's two things that really set us apart as a, as a small business. It's one, the experience of being here on the farm, because you can't, you can't get that many places anymore. And then two is, is exactly what you guys were just talking about, the, the service. You know, we, we see that in our, our comments online, reviews, that people are constantly impressed with. They, we've got kids. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 40, so I, I'm, I'm now calling our employees kids. So that's my sign of being old. We, yeah, <laughs> we've, got, we've got kids uh, that, you know, this is their first job. And they're, they're doing a killer job when we've got lines out the door of people demanding their ice cream. Make my happy moment, please, quickly. Because uh, I don't want to wait in line any longer, and we've got these these kids dealing with this, with you know, I wouldn't say a minimal amount of training, but you know, here's here's a week lead up into this is what this is what chaos is actually going to look like for you. I think it's I think it's a testament to what you guys have uh, have built in terms of the foundation for customer service. Can I brag about our staff? Please do. Um, they're they're amazing, and we can say we have graduated many teachers, doctors, 
everything you can imagine have come out of here. They work their high school years and then their college years, and they're, they, they're amazing people. Yeah, we've gotten lots of feedback over the years from our former staff who have gone on to professional careers or whatever they do, that, that the stuff that they learned here has been very valuable to them. Uh, well, they might not sometimes feel that while they're here <laughs> because you got to deal with a lot of people, uh, both employees or your fellow staff, as well as uh, thousands of customers or their time of here. And so, you know, 98% of them are great, and, but there's always sometimes that you have difficulties or fixing a problem or that sort of thing. You remember those. But the people skills they learn here at this kind of a business is certainly something that transcends or carries along with their career as they go forward. Now, you can't help but get the like to working with people when you're here. You can't help it because that's the job. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest reasons people fail in their careers is because they can't deal with people. They don't know how to deal with conflict. It, it's, it's a great training session for that. And they do well. I'm very proud of them. So let's talk about um, working with family members. You know, we all all of you have siblings that have worked here in one state or the other. I I don't. I I get to be I get to be by myself. So so um, so Kelly, in the in our pre questionnaire, you had said that one of our questions was what kind of bad advice did you get from your brothers, and you said all of it. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna put you on the spot. Give me give me one bit of that you can say on the on the on the podcast. One bit of really bad advice that one of your brothers has given you. Actually, I said that kind of jokingly. I'm kind of fortunate, I guess, being the girl sandwiched in the middle of the two boys. I really didn't get a lot of advice for them. I was more the person that wanted to get my word in and tell them what they should. That doesn't sound like you at all. (laughs) (laughs) More what they should be doing. But, yeah, so, I, I mean, I really didn't you know, get a lot of bad advice other than probably some good role models of things not to do when they might have done honorary things and gotten in trouble. And they were sometimes big on daring you to do things that you took the dare and you rose to the occasion when you probably shouldn't have. Like, I do remember jumping off the top of the flat barn over there by the goats once because somebody thought that would be a good idea and I'm lucky I didn't break my ankle. Yeah, but. that seems to, I mean, I've done lots of dangerous things on the farm. That's not one of them that came came to my mind that I wanted to do. It used to have a little bit of a ramp of a hill there. Oh, okay. and, you know, it wasn't really steep, but it was not probably the best idea to do. But, right. but yeah, for the most part, you know, we, again, you talk about staying in the lanes. For the most part, we were good about trying not to give each other too much advice, I think, over the years. Yeah, I think I think all three of you have your, your volatile side, so it's probably good that you all just kept it kept it at a two as opposed to a ten. Nah. No, like I said, for the most part we, you know, always got along pretty well and like I said, I was the only girl, so I think I got probably more special attention at other things and you know, just kinda slid right between the two of them. You held so. your own. You weren't bullied, right? No. no I'm sure no. you didn't allow yourself to be bullied. Oh, now, no. now that I said that out de- loud. <laughs> de- definitely not. So definitely not. All right, Deb, I'm going to ask you, you know, most people that have siblings obviously live in the house with their siblings. You you live next door to your sibling at work five, six days a week. That is true. How, how does that work out? There's a pause. Actually, it, it works out fine. Yeah, we, we disagree sometimes. But um, as you said before, you just say, okay, step back. 
you know, we're both trying to do our best. We're both trying to get to the same goal. So don't get mad at each other. Just step back, think about it. But for the most part, we don't have that many disagreements. So, correct. Um, yeah. So I, I, it's it's actually nice having your family right there. You know. I, I mean, do I? I do we, do we get do we get kind of lost on the fact how cool it is that we you know we work as a kind of as a, as a unit? I mean, a multi generational, also like you know different. Like there's three tiers. I, I think of our family in the three you know the Bob Carl Bill, you know lanes. Uh, is, is that something that you you wake up one morning and go? Isn't that kind of cool that we we all you know we all work together and this is what we're doing and this is our mission and this is we're going to make it happen? I think. I mean, I think it's pretty special because I don't think you find many families that can continue on like that and have, you know, the year after year after year that everybody does do their different things and has their different responsibilities. But in the end, you're all going after the same common goal. Yeah, I looked up some stats on, um, of course, there's, there's small business stats, like 20% of small businesses fail within two years, 50% within five, 25% only make it to 15 years and more. But I think the, the family owned businesses is a, a different, a different skew because there's, there's more ownership in a, I think a family owned business. So I looked up some stats on that. Said so 40% of us family owned businesses turn into second generation businesses. 13% make it to the third, 3% to a fourth and beyond. So we're there kind of, we're like the three and a half, three and a half generation. So I'll ask Ben. So it's because the other two were talking. How, how, how have we made it this far and how are we going to continue to make it? Well, time will tell. <laughs> 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 and, uh, but I think we've made it this far because just of a common vision to, you know, because everyone enjoys working on the farm, enjoys what they do. And, and uh, you know, when you divide up the, you know, who's going to do what, you really kind of do what you're best at and what you like to do. And, and uh, when you do what you like to do, you're good at it. And uh, so if, if you had to come to work every day and do something you don't like, then, then, then you're, you're looking for a new job or you're unhappy at your job and you don't want to do it. So I think we all kind of like what we do. We like working together. And I think the, uh, yeah, it'll be a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, gonna be a challenge to keep this business going and do more generations. And, and uh, but as long as everybody understands the goal of, of uh, Young's being a unique place for families and and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of our customers just feel an ownership here. I think we would let our customers down if Young's went away. Yeah, you can tell that in the the bricks that are out in front of the store. I mean, there's so many. You know, there's a lot of in memory of, but there's so many. Our first date was here. Now we have these three kids that we bring here, or we got engaged here, or those types of stories. And that that's that's something that's important to me is is hearing our. The, the generational stories from our guests, not necessarily, I mean, I think our generational story is pretty cool, but I think the guest story, we, when we were doing a video shoot a couple of years ago, we ran into a four generation family that is, you know, their grandparents brought them here. Now they're bringing their kids here. Like that's super cool. And I, I think you're right, Ben. I think we would all kind of be let down if it wasn't here. Cause we'd be, you know, we'd have to be sitting somewhere very far away that we don't think about it at all to where we wouldn't feel bad about that. And, and, you know, to, to keep a family working together multi-generation is really the same technique as to keep your customers multi-generation. It's respect. It's empathy. You know, listen to each other. Respect each other. And I, I think that's the same thing you try to teach um, employees when, when the new hire training you go through is to empathize with the customer, respect them. Also do that with your coworker. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a fun thing about our employees when they start here and they're mainly 16-year-olds. We do hire some younger, but the changes they make between 16 and 18 is amazing because, uh, you know, they, they learn their social skills, they learn new friends, they learn how to deal with conflict, and and uh, they learn what a job is. Come to work, get to work on time, wear the proper uniform, and and uh, stay on task. And, and then they'll go off to college and maybe come back one year before they're off to their career. But then they come back and and uh, and want to reminisce and, and see us and and uh, and then their customers. And then they eventually bring their and their family. It it is amazing over the years how many employees come back and visit and want to you know, catch and catch up and update on what everybody around here is doing and what they're doing in their lives. And, you know, so you can tell that it was a good experience for them in their first jobs. And they like to tell other people. I mean, that's how we get a lot of our referrals for employees is from other employees that have worked here or family members that have worked here and liked it. So then, you know, their children or their neighbors or whatever want to come here and work as well. Yeah, I think last year specifically when everyone was having a hard time getting employees. I think we still had a hard time, but I think we had less of a hard time because of that. We still got, you know, we have so many local high schools and local college kids around here, but we have a great reputation for people's first jobs. You know, whether it's their actual first job or their first job dealing with customers, I think we have a great reputation that helps. So speaking of working, um, Kelly and Deb, you spent some time away from the farm throughout your adulthood. Ben, did you did did you ever work anywhere else? I worked for Borden's for a while. When I was in college, I took a, a quarter off. That's We were in quarters instead of semesters. And um, at that time, that was in the 70s, and Borden's was still a very strong dairy presence in the south. And their icon, Elsie the Cow, yeah. was uh, uh, a great marketing tool for them. And so my brother and I, we went to Little Rock, Arkansas, picked up Elsie, and traveled for 10 weeks and we went across clear to Jacksonville, Florida, then back to Houston and moved every day and every small town that had a Borden's plant. We went in and into the town and the mayor would give Elsie the key to the town and, <laughs> and would take Elsie to schools. And we put her in elevators and took her up in buildings and uh, she was pretty easy going, but it was a, it was an attraction then. And, and folks wanted to see the cow and they wanted to associate a cow with the milk and the dairy products. And I think that's part of what we do here is folks can come and, and see the cows get milked and hear the story that uh, we grow the hay, grow the corn, feed it to the cow, then we turn it into cheese and you can eat the cheese the next day. So I think you guys are all third generation when we talk about the generations of our family. At, at what point did, did you guys as a generation say, you know, my generation and on, you have to go work somewhere else? It's not like we forced anyone to stay here, per se. It was kind of a sense of ownership of, I want to continue to work on the farm. But you guys, as a generation, at some point had the conversation that said, fourth generation and on, we want you to come back. We want you to help you continue this thing, but you have to go work somewhere else. What was the catalyst for that conversation? I believe that was probably 30 years ago, 25 years ago or so, that we had a discussion. We never made it a, a uh, it is a rule, but it's not an official corporate rule but it just we said hey, i think it'd be a great idea to go work somewhere else um we'd read about other places doing that it seemed like a good idea uh a to develop new skills new knowledge of different things out there because sometimes you feel insulated even though we try not to be but if you're here all the time 
And uh, and then and then the another thing is that uh, for the most part, especially me, but uh, but others also. And Ben was just a short time uh, leading Elsie around, and of course the cleanup duty was probably the most fun part of that job. <laughs> uh, is that I've never I never had a boss other than someone with the last name of Young, <laughs> like Uncle Carl or my dad or Uncle Bill, and so it, I'm sure it's a much different experience for someone else having a boss that's not a young, not a family member. And so it's more corporate, more, you know, you, you got to be careful to say, well, I think this would work. And, or you're laying your ego on the line at a, another position here. It's more like, I think this will work. And then you just kind of gauge the reaction. If, if no one buys into it, you go, well, okay, I'll try something else. I'll think of something else or I'll, I'll circle back around and, Think about that one again, but if you're in a, a, a different environment, um, working for someone else, you're going to be thoughtful about how you come at that, and so it might be better once you get back to Young's or working at Young's. Um, they use those kind of knowledge and skills. I, I think so. I mean, I, I've, I was away from the farm for quite a while and worked many different jobs. I started my public accounting career at. This will age me out a little bit. When it was Deloitte, Haskins, and Sells, and then we merged with Touche Ross and became Deloitte and Touche, and now it's just Deloitte. But, um, I mean, I think it definitely makes a difference going and working for somebody else. When I was at Deloitte, I also audited many different companies. So you learn a lot about different management styles. And after a while, you think, okay, I think I could blend into this management style or, hey, this is a management style I don't like and wouldn't want to reproduce if I'm at my own company. And so I think it is important to go out and work other places. You meet different people, learn different management styles. Um, you learn a lot about yourself. I think you grow up a little bit when you have to work for others and, you know, build the responsibilities and do your job and get your performance so that you get the chance to get promoted on and everything. And then I think when you come back, you can bring all those skills back and hopefully help you know, Young's as a business by bringing some different skill sets and knowledge from other companies back into Young's. No, oh, I don't know. If you guys yeah. have any thoughts, feel free to chime in. <laughs> I, I was away for five years and was doing accounting for an insurance company. And yeah, it was a great experience. Um, I think the thing I learned was that I can do this. You know, I can, it was, I don't know, insurance accounting is way different from real world, that's the way I say it. And yet I was able to learn that, and that told me that I can learn more. It gave me confidence that I, I could learn to do whatever I had to do. And I actually touched on IT a little bit there. That was when Did we you were, really? They were I first, told you she loves it. <laughs> they, were, they were just starting to get into the thing where you could run reports, you know, on, on your computer and whatever. And um, often... Everybody else made me go down and talk to the IT people because they, they, they were always, I can't talk to them. That's a different <laughs> uh, verbi verbiage and culture for sure. So, I didn't know their language either, but I, I was willing to, you know, try and they were willing to teach me. So. so, Deb, give me your best milkshake explosion story because everyone um, has one. Oh, I, it was in the previous dairy, obviously. Um, 
I was making my milkshake. I don't think I'll ever know exactly what happened, but it, it blew up and shot straight across the counter and hit the customer right in the face. And I, I was covered in it, too. And fortunately, he had a great sense of humor. Fortunately. Yes, because yes. we were both wearing milkshake. Free sample. Yeah. Uh, at what point do you guys remember, at whatever age, that this was more than just, like, my family's operation, my family's farm, that we sell, also sell ice cream and we do some stuff. Like, at what point did you realize it was more special to our community than just that? Feel free to chime in, any of you. <laughs> Trying to think of what that point was. Like, was there, was there a moment that... Yeah, I'm not sure there was a moment where it just flashed. I think it's just as you matured a little bit, you realized, and as you... Again, you get a lot of community feedback. There are so many people in this community that like to come here. And over the years, we have done so many things and tried to be involved in the community, you know, supporting Little League and supporting the fair and just different things like that. And I think as you grow and mature, you see the effect that we have on the community. And it finally sinks in that, hey, this is really something special. To me, it was, uh, I'm going to go back to Disney. Uh, those uh, couple years that I took a course and then Ben took a course, out of that came our mission statement, which to me, you know, solidified what we were and uh, it's what we still are. Uh, until then, I mean, I think of us uh, Youngs as a phase as we were a farm for many, many, many years. Then we were like a farm market because we're selling our produce, our milk straight to the public, along with some other stuff, kind of kept adding on. And then the, the ponies... But I don't think at that time that Deb mentioned earlier, the ponies and, and uh, leading those around every Sunday, I don't think we ever connected that as think something other than just something else to do on the farm. But it really wasn't thought of as a destination. It was just something else to do to attract people so they buy more ice cream. But after we came up with our mission statement, which the first part is we create fun for our customers. And that kind of has been our focus ever since. And to me, that's the point, the inflection point, at least from our standpoint, Maybe our guests knew it before we did, but it certainly uh, gave us a focus to, to keep um, working on that, to give folks a reason to come here from 30 or 50 miles away or more uh, and spend a half a day with their families enjoying the farm, doing stuff, or just watching the cows. It, it gets back to the, just when you started listening to your customers and they started telling you their story of Young's. And if you really sit down and listen to them, wow, you know, it, it's, it's very heartfelt. Their, their family stories at Young's and what it means to them. So I, I think, again, it gets back to that listening to them is when it starts to hit you that, wow, this is really special. It's not, it's not just a business. It's, it's something more. And I think those are the businesses that last longer are the ones that actually have meaning and they're standing in their community. They're not just solving this specific need. They're doing a little bit more. I think we've done a good job of that throughout the years. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to put the three of you on the spot. So we all get good advice from our dads sometimes. Uh, but I'm going to give you, you guys have to give me a good piece of advice that you got from one of the other uncles, not your, not your dad. So whoever wants to jump in first. So you can't, you can't choose good advice from your, your own fathers. You have to choose one of the other two. Well, Bob had a lot of great sayings. And, uh, uh oh yeah <laughs> let which, me get let me get the sensor button ready yeah which almost none of them you can repeat <laughs> but uh the one i like was uh if you're carrying something heavy and he would say hey that thing over there has wheels on it you know he's uh 
and uh, he was always uh, he could figure out how to do things more efficient and easier and he was always had a concern to make sure we didn't get hurt and because uh, when Carl Bob and Bill grew up they knew a lot of farmers that were missing a finger or an arm or had a, far, a farm accident and knock on wood we've never had a serious farm accident here and a lot of that was from Bob constantly preaching uh, be safe and don't get yourself hurt on the farm. I think it was part that and part also he doesn't want us to break any of the machines. The amount of times <laughs> that I was yelled at for driving the gravely too fast is unfathomable. Well, it lasted 30 years. It did. Yeah. It was funny, actually, The we posted, I was thinking when you were talking about picking strawberries, there was a picture that we posted on Instagram a couple of weeks ago of you and, you and Jay and Stewart. See, and they let me drive. With, with the, and we, we had, to, I had to have a long discussion to figure out whether that gravely was the green gravely. And I think we discovered that that was, that was the original gravely and we got a second one or possibly a third. Oh, well, no, we only had one gravely. I, I heard we got two. No, I think it was just, it was two. Okay. okay. I know at the end of his life, it wasn't anywhere near the original colors. No. It got repainted, <laughs> repainted once or twice times. Yeah, to cover up the rust. Yeah. Now, what about you two? Gosh, that's hard. I, I well, mean, I know. I, that's why I asked the tough questions. I guess mine wouldn't necessarily be a saying as much as I said, my vision of, I mean, of all of the boys was, I mean, my dad, Bob, Carl, all three of them were hard workers and always hard workers. And so I guess it's not as much a saying, but I mean, I can just remember Uncle Carl. He was always, always doing something. And just that example of, just being a hard worker and even when he left here and went to um Stocksdale's for a while we used to go in there and eat all the time when my husband and I got married and I mean he was always in there and always just working hard and being a part of the business and getting that feedback so I guess that would be my biggest impression is just what hard workers all three of them were and the values of being that hard worker you've had time to think Deb it's your turn and what she said is a great thing. And Carl would always tell me when I was working in the dairy store, smile, because that's going to make your customer more friendly, usually, and you're going to make their day, so smile. Good. Do you have something? Sure. Uh, Carl would be like, uh, I just mentioned it last week at one of our meetings, pay attention to the details every day. And uh, it seemingly you say, well, I'm saying the same thing every day. Yes, you are, because they just need to be paid attention to, because that's what makes a great guest experience. So in the in the next episode, we're going to be talking to fourth generation young. So me and I, we haven't done the guest list yet. So uh, as we start to close this out, give, give, give the fourth generation some advice, whether it's advice for here or advice for life, advice for spirituality, whatever, some, some, some meaning, meaningful advice. Okay, I'll give you my dad's advice. There were two things he said to me over and over again. One was when you're trying to make a decision about whether you should or shouldn't do something that you really want to do, but you kind of have this little voice in the back of your head saying you really shouldn't do that. He said, you know what's right, and you know right from wrong, and he'd just stop you right there. Uh, if you're thinking about it, there's probably a problem. The other one was to just always treat everybody else the way you want them to treat you. 
Yeah, for me, um, growing up, my mom and dad never, ever missed work. And dad worked seven days a week, always. And, um, and so I think, and, and actually, Dan and I worked seven days a week for a long time, too. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, and, and I think um, in that advice, I you know, pass on to my kids, go to work. You know, and that's uh, work hard and hard work pays off. And and uh, so I think that's, uh, you know, the advice. And we also try to instill that in our employees. Uh, that's the biggest part of the job is to show up and and uh, and do your job. Yeah. And your kids are all hard workers. I, I, I won't I won't compliment them to their faces. But I mean, all, all three of them take what they do very seriously. Yep. Yeah. They, they've, uh, and that's part of the danger of telling them, go get another job. Right. Now we can't afford them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I'd echo some of the same as Zeb and Ben. I mean, I think I would tell them a couple things. I mean, always work hard and be honest and respectful of those around you. But also, you know, if you're fortunate enough to find something that you enjoy doing, then you get that balance of if you enjoy it, it's still hard work, but it doesn't seem as hard a work because you literally enjoy and you have a passion for it. So if they're fortunate enough to find something they have a passion for, then continue doing that. And I think that's part of the, the what I really find uh, important about that, the fourth generation on has to go out and do something. You can find a passion and you can bring that passion back here because there, there isn't, very rarely is there gonna be a passion that you could find somewhere else out in the workforce and not bring part of it back here. Even Jesse, Katie and Julie, they're not coming back here at any point. But they all bring insight. You know, Jesse and I sit on the, the board right now as, you know, just kind of advisors. And so we're bringing back ideas from the things that we do out in the real world. No, I'm not, this isn't the real world, but the, the other real world, the non-ice cream real world. Sure, it'd be like uh, remain focused on what the business is to our guests, which gets back to that mission statement. And, um, you know, think big. They, you know, they always say that you're usually don't regret what you did you regret more what you didn't do and so think big and figure out how that might work here and then figure out a way to make it happen life lessons on a sunday morning for everyone yeah love it there you go so i appreciate you guys making time and that's it thank you very much thank you thank you thanks for listening to sunday chat with the young find out more about young's jersey dairy and be sure to catch up on all of our episodes at youngsdairy.com. See you soon.